past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Well, welcome everybody. We uh, having some technical difficulties today. Yeah, uh, yes, we're upgrading our equipment, so it should work out in the long run. Um, but as the man said, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from eleven to noon, and uh, talk about investing. Yeah, I've got somebody that's actually. Uh, this is funny. I have a multiple. Um, or somebody's got one of my computers and tried to log into my uh, software that shows me which stocks that I'm looking at today, and it kicked me off. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think I know who did it. And anyway, that's pretty funny. I'll have to take the commercial break to set that back up so that I can answer questions. Um, actually, that's just on the uh, price performance. But what I did want to talk about today was rising interest rates, rising inflation, uh, what you can do about it. And it's a, uh, um, a really, this is probably one of the tougher problems that we face as investors. When interest rates are, are going higher, uh, it causes bond prices to drop. And uh, bond prices have had their worst uh, couple of years in the last 40 or 50 years. And it's just, it's, mind-boggling um yeah i never thought that we would see that type of uh um drop and i know a lot of people are have been really upset because they have balanced accounts and a balanced account has bonds stocks and cash in it and they typically if it's an exchange traded fund they will tell you what they are doing with the money what percentages they're going to have in each category and then they have managers or they're run by computers. Uh, most of the time, it's a combination of the two. And they're going to stick to those um, tenants that they put out in their prospectuses. That's one of the reasons why it's kind of important that you read a prospectus before you invest. You, know, you always hear that. And I've actually never met anybody that's read a prospectus. <laughs> At least I don't think so because every time I've asked, I, I just stopped asking after about the first 20 years in the business. <laughs> nobody nobody read about the prospectus. The, uh, and, and I get it. It's very difficult. There is an easier way to do it, though. And uh, not that it's super easy, but it's easier than trying to read the entire prospectus because I don't know too many people who do that. But um, there's always a, a description of the investment philosophy. And then you can go to the SEC's website. You can pull up the holding. And I know you guys all just love to do this, right? <laughs> but uh, it's, one, it's one of the reasons I have a job. <laughs> because you know what? It's a lot of work. And today, that, that was one of the topics I really wanted to talk about. We're going to get to the fixed income. And yes, they've raised interest rates. So uh, fixed annuities are extremely attractive. Somebody called and asked if uh, I thought the rates were going to go down again, 
And you know what? That's that's like predicting the stock market. It's just as hard to predict interest rates as it is to predict any other economic indicator. That's what it is. It's an economic indicator. Uh, and you don't really know. You can only read. And if you go to the Fed, by the way, uh, just type in the Federal Reserve System on Google, and it'll bring you to their – you can go to their homepage. Once you go to the homepage, they're pretty open about what they're seeing and what they think they might need to do about it. So they want you to be prepared. That's one of the things I'm not sure the general public has a uh, has any inkling of is the fact that the Fed wants to be prepared. They don't want you to lose money because of something they've done. So they are constantly talking about what they're, what they're seeing, how they may have to respond, and that's pretty cool. Uh, and occasionally they get surprised. You know, something happens they didn't expect. They're going to have to take some actions, like that bank that blew up in California, <laughs> and uh, didn't expect that. Look how fast they got that handled, by the way. So uh, my point here is that you should have a lot of confidence in this economy. I know there's there are always a million reasons and a million things that could happen uh, that you might consider wrong. Okay? But there are just as many that you can consider right. And you have to keep that in the back of your mind, particularly when you're looking out uh, at news sites on the Internet. Bad news sells. I promise you. Bad news sells. And bad news is going to trump the good news. Trump, I'm not going to use that word. No, I'm just kidding. The uh, bad news is much more popular than good news is because, I don't for some reason, humans love to worry. And, uh, but I get it, you know, and nobody wants to make a big mistake, especially, you know, getting closer to retirement and, and you're looking at the amount of income you might be able to generate off your, your investment. It's a big deal. So, and I mean, back to my earlier point, they will tell you what they're seeing, what they're, um, and what they may have to do. And they normally tell you in advance. So it's pretty, uh, it's pretty good. And what they've been talking about lately is inflation still persisting. They're getting ready to um, continue to raise rates. They're, they're kind of debating over how much they think they should raise the rates by. Uh, it'll be less than 1%. And, uh, but 1% is a huge increase, incidentally. Yeah, um, but they were talking about it's probably going to be less than 1%, probably less than three-quarters of a percent. And some, I've, if you go to enough websites, there's a growing consensus it's going to be somewhere between a quarter and a half, which is not huge, and it shouldn't cause big ripples in the financial markets. Uh, if you are in short income, that's great. By the way, I use a fund for that, um, for most of it. You can buy CDs if you'd like to. Uh, it's a lot of work, and when the CD matures, you have to look around, try to find something new. I just, I'd rather have a professional do that for me, and they do it uh, uh, 24-7 all year round. So in fund that I'm using, if you want to drop me a line, an email, I can send you a sheet on it, um, the uh, research report on the fund, and it's a short-term fixed income. I've been using it for a really long time, and I'm just so happy with that. And I'm back in 
uh, when the pandemic occurred and the markets were all crashing, it went down. But this is the thing you got to remember about funds, uh, especially funds that are holding bonds. The bonds are going to mature at their maturity dates, and they're going to pay back the principal. Okay? So when the price fluctuates, that's going to be a temporary thing, assuming that you know the company that issued the bond doesn't go out of business. And these bonds are, are all investment grade, uh, higher higher end investment grade, and short term. So it's a uh, it's not very likely that the companies aren't able to make their payment. What I'm saying is, you know, let, let's say the bonds are all selling at par. That means at the uh, prices that they were issued at, thousand dollars is par. That's normally how a bond gets issued. You're going to take a thousand dollars. They're going to, uh, well, they're going to take millions of dollars, but they're going to break it down in thousand dollar increments. And you can buy ten bonds for ten thousand dollars, and you get the interest on that bond until it matures, or you can sell the bond again. Now, between the time that you purchase the bond and the bond matures, the price of that bond is going to fluctuate. The guarantee is on the maturity is at the maturity date, and this is a fairly difficult concept for an awful lot of people to deal with. That's one of the reasons I use a fund because the fund managers are doing it, and as far as I'm concerned, I. I love the job they're doing. I think it's actually the biggest position I have in my uh, portfolio. And in fact, I'm <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm sure it is. The um, so you're hiring you're hiring professionals to do that, so you don't have to do it. And uh, this is actually an actively managed exchange traded fund, if you know what that means. If you don't, don't worry about it. It's not that big a deal. But anyway, it's paying right around five percent, and give or take. Because bonds are maturing every week in this thing because they're also short term. It creeps up when rates go up. So if they keep raising interest rates, this one's interest rate's gonna creep up too. If they start to go down, it'll creep down. As the new bonds come due and they have to rebuy bonds to replace those bonds that just matured, the interest rates will drop down a little bit a little bit on it. But they're gonna be able to look through and try to get the best value. Uh, in that particular market. And it, as far as I'm concerned, they've done a great job. I love it. So it, you know, it's supposed to be a, a secure piece of my portfolio. And like I said, it does fluctuate because you're putting it, you, you've created a stock out of a bond, but it just hang in there. I think you uh, uh, will be pleased over time. And again, feel free to uh, you know, hit me up on that on the on email, bill at bullingtoncapital.com. I can send you a status sheet on it. You wanted to come in and say, hey, that sounds pretty good. I'd like to add that to my portfolio. That's, that's fine. Um, the other part of what we're going to talk about today, a little bit later in the show, is equities and the impact that exchange-traded funds have had on financial markets and where you um, where there's a good chance that there is a uh, an anomaly that's been caused by the fact that exchange-traded funds are so popular. In other words, it's called an edge. <laughs> you get an edge by knowing the information we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. And uh, and we're also going to talk about the uh, annuities. Um, I know that, that 
that's so funny. Some people get so bothered by that because they, they just are, you know, lifetime stock market investors. But if, you, if you're really sophisticated and you're a stock market investor, all right, well, then you know that to try to average more than 7% a year on your stock investments is incredibly difficult to do. I mean, literally, with, with the expenses of the funds, the expenses of a, of a manager, if you're doing it yourself to get save yourself that money, but you would have to earn around 9.5% to get the 7 and 3 quarters that you're going to get from that annuity that I keep talking about. And again, if you want to email me on it, I'll send you a link to website. You can go to the website uh, and put your age in there and how much money you need to have in retirement or just how much could I make on 100000 bucks? You can pop it in there. By the way, 100000 is not the minimum. I just do that because the math is a lot easier. When I put $100,000 in there for somebody who's 66 and they expect to take Social Security next year and they're going to retire next year so that they get full Social Security, they're going to turn the income on. So they put 100000 in and a year from now, they're able to take out 7750 bucks. Okay, and that's guaranteed for as long as they live. And uh, what's unique about this is that's a guaranteed lifetime income. It's not a lifetime, an, a, a basic not lifetime annuity, a basic annuity. Once you die, the money that, that, was, that you've entrusted to the insurance company to pay you back over your lifetime is the insurance company's money. This one goes to your beneficiaries. Big difference. And now uh, there are some companies out there that do those other uh, lifetime annuities. The rate may be a little bit higher, but they're going to keep your money when you pass away. Now, if you don't have family or you got a bunch of rotten kids, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not the rotten kids. You, you might, if you don't need to leave the money to someone else, well, you can get a higher guaranteed income with what's called a life-only option. So if you haven't guessed by now, annuities are kind of complicated and kind of is an understatement. Uh, it really, it, uh, it, it's tough. There's a lot to know. So that's why I'm saying if you want more information on this, I can send you out the link. You can go to the page. You can, once you get to that page, you can go through a whole bunch of other stuff and you'll, you'll learn a lot about annuities. Or you can call me, set up a conversation and, uh, and talk about it. And they're not for everybody by the way. I mean, just because I own one is there doesn't mean that everybody should have one. In fact, some people should definitely not have it. And that's a, uh, uh, that depends on the situations that you're in, how much income you need to generate and all that kind of stuff, what kind of risk tolerance you have, how much you want to leave behind, all that stuff gets uh, rolled in there. You know, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about an appointment I, I had with some younger people and uh, they're doing very well. Uh, very well on their own, and but they've got a lot of money sitting in cash, and they're wondering should they do something um, more with it. And I, I just realized after the meeting, I didn't cover a lot of stuff I would normally cover because they had done such a good job to get where they are. <laughs> and I was like, wow, the, uh, that that's pretty good. But um, and now I'm I'm thinking back. There there are lots of things I'm sure they probably wanted to ask. And probably didn't ask because you know it's our first meeting, and um, so I'm going to try uh, not to do that again. Um, there is an unbelievable amount 
of information and knowledge that goes into investing, just knowing what all your available options are, uh, being able to, to see risk. I get stuff all the time. All these They're promising you know, 10, 11, 15% a year, guaranteed. Really? Okay. Yeah. And by the way, through the years, and I still have to look at that stuff. Um, I still have to check it out, see what they're doing. Uh, now, it doesn't take me nearly as long as it used to. But when I first started in the industry, it was amazing the amount of time you have to spend on reading. I I still have to spend about 15 hours a week. And when I say 15 hours, I'm talking about 15 of solid concentration hours. It probably takes me closer to 30 <laughs> to get to get that done because I get interrupted so much. But the uh, um, I mean, it's still about 15 weeks just to keep up with the changes. So I feel really bad for the general public. It, there's no If you have a normal life, you're probably not going to be able to do this. Now, there will be some people that will be able to do it. And, you know, my hand is off to them. In fact, my, uh, my oldest daughter just graduated. I graduated. She just... Uh, passed the bar exam in Illinois. So I drove out to see the swearing-in uh, ceremony. That was last week. And it was great. And I was so flabbergasted by how intelligent all the speakers were. There must have been about, oh, I don't know, 10 politicians that had all gone to or had some uh, connection to the uh, Northern Illinois Law School. And uh, it was mind-boggling how bright these people were. And just made me think, you know, uh, there's a a large percentage of the people in government have gone to law school. And to graduate from law school, you've got to, you know, you have to be sharp, uh, which makes me question how a lot of attorneys <laughs> graduated from law school. But um, <laughs> I guarantee that they're going to be super smart. But the... Uh, they, they they typically are much higher, you know, much smarter than average. So um, anyway, I was just impressed. I got about five seconds here before I have to take a break. This is Bill Bullington. I'm right here on 1420. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Make it count. Leave a mark. Build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams. Chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world Hey friends, what you doing for lunch today? Brown bagging in the break room? That's okay, but can I make you a better offer? How about joining the herd and heading to Harry Buffalo on Great Northern Boulevard in North Olmsted? Have you seen the menu at Harry Buffalo? Oh my, an incredible assortment of mouth-watering options. Sandwiches, wings, bowls, salads, tacos, pizza, and the burger bonanza. The best burger menu in Northeast Ohio, especially if you make it a bison burger. And if you can't get out for lunch, then stop by for the Harry Buffalo Happy Hour with great food and drink specials every day. And who wants to cook tonight anyway. Stop out for dinner and indulge in an amazing selection of entrees. My favorites, the Lake Erie Perch and the Chicken Parm is to die for. And remember this, if you go to HarryBuffalo.com and join the herd as a subscriber, you'll get a free appetizer along with all the latest buff news and specials sent directly to you for your next visit. So remember, whether it's lunchtime or dinner time or happy hour time, it's always a great time when it's Harry Buffalo time on Great Northern Boulevard in North Olmstead. 
Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And we're back. Hey, you know what? I was just uh, listening to the commercial, the vacation fixation. I have to tell you, this is the it's a client of mine, and we went. I, I booked a trip once, and you know what? They take they took care of everything, and I don't know how they did that, but up the uh, just for uh, just for fun, I looked up the cost of me trying to make the same schedule. I don't know if they can do this for everybody. But it was cheaper to go through them than it was for me to go direct. So that's kind of saying a lot because I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> they took care of it all. And uh, when you're as busy as I am, uh, that, that's kind of a big deal. So anyway, that's uh, vacation fixation. I just thought I'd throw my two cents in there. And, uh, oh, you know, it was always, uh, uh, we were talking a little bit at the beginning of the show uh, about interest rates and whatnot. There's a really interesting website that uh, I saw it's called the Independent Institute. And that's where there were some pretty um, compelling articles in there on inflation. And I thought that is pretty cool. Uh, that, that was a free service. And I have a service I pay a lot of money for, actually, um, called Whitechart. And uh, it has an, uh, you know, economics, economic reports, updates on the Fed, all kinds of things there that somebody like me might need, but the, uh, it's really expensive, so I, I'm not sure I would recommend that for the general public. But uh, during the next commercial break, I'll look up the most recent comments that the Fed's had and uh, uh, come back with that, because I, I did get a question on, do I think interest rates are going to go higher? And then, again, that, that's why I like having this, this fund. Um, if interest rates are going to go higher, these guys are going to adjust. These guys, there are women that work on the fund, too, um, which is actually a, a really good thing. I don't know how many people really know this, uh, but I think the financial services industry, particularly the money management industry, is kind of biased uh, towards males. And just an observation uh, over the years, 
and um, there are uh, uh, males and females running this fund. And I think females oftentimes, you know, they're not as, um, I don't know, uh, they seem to do a really good job. And so I'm glad when you see that kind of a team uh, together, that, that that's pretty good. And it's really good when you're a married couple and you get along and you're both working together. Yeah, I'm laughing about that because, uh, wow, I mean, some of the, uh, it, you know, sometimes people just don't see things eye to eye, particularly when it comes to your money. And uh, I think I'll leave that subject alone. We'll come back. We'll touch back on that in the future, at a future date. But uh, I know everybody wants to know where the stock market's going to go. Um, and I <laughs> Everybody wants to know that stuff all the time. Well, I will tell you this. It's improved a lot from where it was. The stock market has improved a lot from where it was at its low. Uh, the low over the last three years was actually last December. Or actually, uh, November, I'm sorry. Yeah, and now the high of this year is now, but it's still, uh, it's about 7% off of its all-time high. So when you are listening to uh, television shows that are financially oriented, or you're reading articles, you know the the, the articles, the, the media needs to get your attention. And what do you think gets your attention? Well, we only got to go up seven percent more to get back to where we were two years ago. Or are they going to say it's an all-time high? Or, or I'm sorry, a one-year high? It's the highest level it's reached for the year. And people go, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. That's exactly what they do. They talk about, uh, they look for the most positive thing in the financial field. And it makes everybody feel bad. Don't feel bad. Uh, try not to feel bad. You know, the market was at this, at this level, uh, and it was almost two years ago. And so if you're upset because your investments have not made much money over the last two years, well, guess what? Everybody is in that same boat. Uh, and if you did happen to be a uh, superstar stock picker, which incidentally yeah, only happens in dreams in the vast majority of times, but uh, maybe you did slightly better than that, the chances are not very good that you did. Okay. So don't feel bad. Uh, it's still You're still up from where you were five, six years ago, yeah, and that's, unfortunately, that's what investing is like. That's why these fixed-indexed annuities are so popular. You look at the past five, six years' performance for an all-stock portfolio, that's that's something that has no bonds in it, which, unless you're in your 40s, you shouldn't be investing that way. Um, and I guess it depends. If, if you're in your 50s and you have millions of dollars and your money could get cut in half and it's not going to affect your lifestyle, yeah, you could do that. But for the vast majority of us, we're looking out and saying, listen, I, you know, my risk tolerance is 35%. I'm willing to be down 35%. Okay. Why? Because I've got at least 10 more years to work. And I'm going to try to work as long as I can because, uh, quite frankly, physically, there's no challenge to it. It's all in your head. Uh, so I have to force myself to get up and go exercise. Um, but, and I like it, you know, it's, 
um, stimulating, uh, especially when the market's crashing and your phones are ringing off the hook. <laughs> I'm not real crazy about that <laughs> that kind of stimulus, but uh, when it's doing well, it uh, makes you happier. You get to see the account balances rise. That, that's a good feeling. So I guess it's a uh, lot like marriage. <laughs> You've got your highs and your lows, and uh, sometimes the lows can be pretty bad. <laughs> Pretty low, but uh, I'm just kidding. Um, kind of. <laughs> anyway, so uh, market's still below its all-time high that occurred in 2021. What year is it again? Okay, so if it's still below the high it reached in 2021, are you real happy? Um, by the way, the maximum decline was over 35%. So, you know, that's scary. And again, it's one of the reasons as a financial advisor, um, it's one of the reasons I have a job. I'm looking at this stuff. The software that I use for this is only 55 bucks a month. Okay. Or maybe, and I take that back. They, they just check the prices on it. I think I'm paying 70, but 75 bucks a month. And it gives you the price performance in a graph form on every stock that trades, all the ETFs that are out there. And it's just one of the software packages I use, but it's a really good tool for somebody who wants to go in and say, okay, you know, how many times has this happened before? Uh, and yes, it, we've always recovered. You know, that's that's the bottom line. If you don't think stock prices are going to go higher over the next five or 10 years, I think you're wrong. I don't think we're going to have another five or 10 year period. Why? Because there's an awful lot of growth. The economy is still amazingly strong given the circumstances that it's going through right now. That's one of the reasons Powell keeps saying, you know, I might have to keep raising interest rates. They did not expect, they were surprised that the growth rate would be as high as it is. And there is one indicator, there's one indicator that's a pretty good indicator. Remember, none of these are perfect. But I'm going to talk about it in more detail next week. I need about 20 or 30 minutes to go through that. Uh, but it's an indicator that you can look for, and it will give you a pretty good idea of whether or not the market may be doing well or better over the next six to nine months. And it, it's not like you can pinpoint the day uh, exactly and how much up or down it's going to be. Sorry, that doesn't exist except for some internet sites that are, are uh, charging money for their advice. And then <laughs> the reason they're charging money for their advice instead of just trading on that information is because it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm just going to be blunt. It just doesn't work. So uh, uh, and I know a lot of people out there now, there's so many other things. I mean, what do you do when you're getting closer to retirement? How do you maximize your Social Security? And I've been struggling with this now for a couple of years. I've taken some classes and, uh, you know, I, I'm still, I come back to the same uh, solutions that I thought of, you know, 25 years ago. In order to get the timing right on your Social Security, and I see all these ads and they're doing seminars and, you know, coming, you know, get your Social Security done right. And it's a big deal. I mean, Right now, if I were a full retirement age today, I'd be getting the maximum Social Security about $3,700 a month, a little over $40,000. That's not chump change. That is not chump change. I mean, maybe for some people it is, but the uh, you know my dad was a non-union carpenter. <laughs> I 
I didn't grow up with a whole ton of money. So uh, anyway, and and by the way, you know, I'd need a million dollars. I'd need a million dollars to replace that income. And even then, there's a chance that the million dollars wouldn't be able to generate the fourth percent, which is forty thousand plus inflation. There's there's about a uh, five to ten percent chance that I would actually run out of money before I would die. Now think about that for a second. So um, that's one of the reasons that this stuff is so serious. You got to put money away. You can't be making dumb mistakes. Um, and if you're married, you need to get your spouse on board. You guys both need to look at it. And, and I'm telling you, I'm used to it by now. So my skin has gotten thicker over time. But an awful lot of people look at this and say that you know that cannot be true. I've had CPAs in my office from uh, some of the biggest accounting firms in the world. And they'd never heard of the four percent rule, and their jaws just dropped. You know, like, what? That, that can't be. And now what I do is I say, okay, just go back home, uh, look up the four percent rule, <laughs> read about it, and there are actually a couple books written about it, and then uh, you'll understand. And that's the end of the point of the appointment, because if they can't get to that point, then uh, it's going to be incredibly difficult incredibly difficult to be able to live a normal retirement and not have to cut way back on the amount of money that you're spending. Now, you could work longer, and I think that's actually one of the better choices. I've seen people work until they're 80 and enjoy it, and they just got to the point where, yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And uh, that's awesome because they were able to save that much longer and they liked working. Um, I think everybody should do that. In fact, my goal is to get to the point where I can afford to work at Home Depot. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, my dad was a non-union carpenter, and uh, we used to say sawdust runs in our veins. But the, uh, um, you know, you just kind of like that kind of work, and uh, it's, it's very. If you don't have to do it for a living, you don't have to get something done in eight hours. It should take you about twenty-four. So then it, it's a whole lot more fun. It, uh, bottom line is you, you just want to um, do your research. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that I do the show. Uh, one of the reasons I, uh, I really enjoy the practice is uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in carpentry. I mean, I can't even tell you how much stuff is in there. But there's a, stuff, there's a lot of stuff in financial markets. The bond market by itself, it's half the Series 7 exam. That's a seven-hour exam, by the way. The, uh, and it, it's graduate-level work. Um, so anybody that's passed that test either has a really, really, really good memory or has spent a lot of time studying. And uh, so you get bonds are, are really important. It's important that you know how bonds work. The fixed income, annu- fixed uh, index annuities, those are really complicated when I look at it. Um, but you've got to know how to break that down into um, bite-sized pieces so that you can digest it. It, it took me, I don't know, probably probably two months, you know, to get really comfortable with it. And uh, of course, I know I knew what it was doing in the first week or so. But there are so many things on there, like. Are you going to have a partner if you're if you're a partner and you want to have the partner a joint owner, or do you just want to have her a co-annuitant? 
it, there's a big difference there. Yeah, the, uh, how are you going to set up the beneficiary? There's a lot of stuff to, to think about to, to go through that. The income and how much you, uh, the income's not that difficult to uh, calculate. They'll tell you what the income's going to be. And if you wanted to put it off, I was talking about the 67-year-old who started with $100,000, or 66-year-old going to start taking full Social Security next year and wanted to supplement their income. So 100000 will give them 7750 That's seven and three quarters percent based on the amount that you started with. But a year's gone by uh, for it to build up to that level. If you put it off, you've got to that point and said, yeah, you know, I really don't want to take it now. Maybe I'll give it another year. Uh, they would guarantee 8476 Now, this is off of a schedule. If the underlying investments happened to outperform that, I mean, if, if we were back in a period like the late, or no, from 1982 to 1987, there's a chance. I don't know if you remember what that time period was, but uh, uh, markets did incredibly well. Same thing with uh, 2005 up through, I'm sorry, uh, 1995 up through 2000. That was incredible. Um, but those time periods do not happen very often. They have It hasn't happened since then. And last time I looked at the calendar, it was 2023. So uh, um, what I'm saying is in order to beat the number that they're guaranteeing, you're going to have to have one of those periods where the market really does a lot. And by the way, if you take those years out of the stock market, so that you take 10 years out of the stock market over the last 100 you're going to cut the returns in half. You will literally cut the returns of the stock market in half if you miss those 10 years, which, by the way, didn't come. It wasn't one 10-year time period. There were two five-year time periods, and they were spaced about 20 years apart. So, again, trying to predict all that stuff, difficult. That's why these are so important. Because you would have to, you'd have to be perfect in your stock-picking ability and market timing to be, to be able to match what these things are going to do. And they're putting it down in writing. You know, they're giving you a contract, and you're the only one that can let them out of a contract. Um, but I got about uh, 15 seconds here before I have to take a real quick commercial break. And uh, you're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. I'll be right back. We're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferrance here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question, the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Three words my dad drummed into us boys all our life. The three words that define why it works. Consider it done. We talk a lot about wallack 
which is making it feel like everything was fixed by magic. But that's really the icing on the cake. The cake itself is... Consider it done. Because a plumbing problem's a rather unpleasant interruption to your day. Nobody calendars in time to deal with an unexpectedly broken water heater or sewer line clog or burst pipe. So what you want, in one sense, is to have one of our straight-talking, hard-working, do-it-right plumbers fix it for you. But really, you want the whole issue taken off your plate so you can get back to your regularly scheduled life. That's what Consider It Done means. As soon as you call us, you can consider it done. Problem solved. Fixed and fixed right. So the next time a plumbing problem interrupts your day, just call us and consider it done at whyitworks.com. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owners sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield high-performance glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Welcome back. And while I was uh, listening to the commercials, I want to. I have a service I use for economic data. Uh, it's pretty good. And I was looking at the U.S. economic calendar, and we're looking at some of the stats from just last week. Yes, actually, just last week. Housing starts were still up 1.93 percent, which is pretty good. Um, the building permits were up 1.09 percent. Those are year over year, I think, because in the last month, the number of starts in the last month, and that could have something to do with the weather. I don't really know, but it was down 38%. That looks like a big drop. But I'll have to go back and look at the history to see. Some indicators are just naturally more volatile than others are. We'll take a look at it. 30-year mortgage rate across the country, the average was 7.4%, was down minus. 0.8%, so almost a full percentage point. That's pretty good. Uh, The housing market index, I'm not sure how they were calculating that. It was down 15%. Um, The unemployment claims for insurance were up 3.65. The initial claims for unemployment insurance were 5.96. The first one I looked at was the U.S., the four week moving average. So averages move slower. Then the actual claims, the claims were up 5.96, so that 3.65 was for a four-week average of unemployment claims coming in. Um, so it'll probably be creeping up here over the next uh, couple weeks. 
U.S. business inventories month over month. Inventories are up 6.89. That's not a great sign when your inventories, when they're not shipping as much and they're staying in the factory and inventory uh, a little bit longer. But none of this looks horrible. And that's the uh, kind of what, where everybody is kind of stuck. Is it negative? Yeah, but not that much. Yeah, it's a, uh, um, I don't even know. I can't even think of a, uh, <laughs> of a story to tell that that's similar to this. But we'll keep watching it. Uh, there's nothing to be excited about right now. Um, there's a pretty good chance that bond prices could continue to go up. And I'm not sure uh, if that's actually going to happen. In fact, nobody is. Um, and uh, I know that the uh, past couple of years, wow, you know, the, the bond market, there's there's an index that kind of like the S&P 500 index supposed to um, present what the average large company stock does. And stock prices are supposed to be a leading economic indicator of what the uh, future economy might be, although the uh, it's all over the map. But anyway, the bond market, kind of the same way. There's a fund, a couple funds out there that uh, um, basically try to mirror what they think is going on in the entire bond market. And both of the uh, the two biggest funds, one of them is AGG from BlackRock. It peaked in 2020. It's down 20% from that point. That's a bond fund. That that is still mind-boggling to me because. You know, like I said, I, I wasn't in the industry the last time they've had movements that far to the south. So, And if you go to Vanguard, which has been around a lot longer, uh, it's it peaked out right around the same time. They should be almost identical. It's down 21% from where it was. And Yeah, they're almost identical. They're, they're literally five-tenths of a percent apart. One half of one percent. So, not easy. And another reason, I mean, this is not something that you want to do. You're you're five or ten years away from retirement. That really, what you want to, you might even have to push your retirement off another five or ten years. And so, people were calling in, and some people were asking, you know, why are you looking at these fixed index annuities? You've never talked about those before. Well, actually, I did a lot of them prior to interest rates. Uh, getting to a, a level that was, uh, they actually went way below the levels I thought they would ever get to. And uh, it just, I didn't think it was worth it at the time. And now they give you a, a really nice return. Uh, it's going to be a couple percentage points, maybe 2 to 3% higher than a lot of stuff. They're guaranteed. Uh, the guarantees on them are stronger. So you just basically, you match it up to whatever your needs are. And as you get older, you know, you, you don't want your whole portfolio fluctuating all over the place, at least I don't. And, and again, if you know, if you've got a hundred million bucks and you only spend um five hundred thousand a year, then great. You know, you can do whatever you want. You put the money in all, you know, money market account. I can I can show you a money market that I use. It's paying almost five percent and it's a money market. <laughs> so um everybody's different. From when it comes down to that, there's no one size fits all. Uh, you have to look at your own situation, figure out what your needs are, and, and here's something that's really tough. Uh, and a lot of people, it, it's been more common lately that people would have children 
later in life. So now they're approaching, you know, their mid-50s, and they've got kids who are teenagers. And those teenagers are going to go to college. That's rough. That is really rough, you know, because college tuition has gone up way faster than inflation has. And uh, a lot of them want to help their kids get through college, want to pay for their college. I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at a lot of the, the savings, you know, it's unbelievable the cost of, of college, especially if you're going to go to a, a school that's got a good reputation uh, for academics. It's going to end and, and it's private. That That's incredibly expensive. I just don't know how um, people are going. I do know how they could do it. There's, there's a lot of different ways, but uh, it's just not going to be easy. And I, and I guess that's my point. And I try to make things as easy as possible. And everything, by the way, comes down to uh, compounding and uh, interest rate. Uh, and it's basically percentages. It's every every financial problem solved for is the, uh, or I should say most financial problem, our time value of money. If you don't know what that means, it means, look, I need, uh, I got to have $50,000 by, you know, in five years from now. And, uh, I think I can make 5% of it. Now, this is what everybody else does. I need $50,000 five years from now, and I got $100 a month to save. I need you to get me there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, what? Well, I thought you were a professional. Yeah, um, professional money manager, not magician. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you have to be reasonable. Today, it's a little easier because rates are a little bit higher, uh, but uh, nothing's super easy anymore. But the uh, bottom line is um, all that you're doing, if you're thinking about retirement planning, how much do you need to, to maintain your current lifestyle? Uh, the general rules of thumb, I used to use 80% of your pre-retirement income. Um, I dropped that down to 75, and I'm going to tell you why. I, I read about it. And uh, it was recommended from the Financial Planning Institute. And also, 75 and 80 is that there's a 5% drop there, and it makes it a little easier. Now, some people can live on half of what they make. Some people can live on a quarter of what they make. Some people spend more than they make. So, again, everybody is different. Everybody's different. By the way, the people that spend more than they make are in trouble because they're spending more than they make. How do you save money if you're spending more than you make? And uh, that—that's the uh, those are tough conversations. I hate having them, and uh, or finding out that yeah, you need to average fifteen percent a year for the next ten years or the next five years to be able to meet your retirement goals. That—that's the those are tough conversations, but you got to have them, and it's better if you have them when you are younger. Uh, and uh, it's funny, younger people. <laughs> Younger people, a lot of them don't think that far ahead. And I guess just being in this industry, I was curious. And uh, I, I took the courses, did the work, and I was like, wow, uh, you've got to make, you've got to save a lot of money to be able to replace your income and uh, to be able to retire one day. And it's not an easy task. So the investing part of it is is only part of it, but the more important part is how much are you putting away? That's more important. And that's going to have a bigger impact. 
and uh, just hope you guys are out there. Uh, if you have any questions with any of this stuff, you know, and, and I know you can get. Uh, actually, you know what I'll do next weekend? Uh, I will. We'll do a retirement plan on the radio. Uh, I'll make up the numbers from across, you know, my client base, and I'll pick a situations. I'm not going to pick one particular one. I'll just do things that I see quite often that are happening. And uh, I'll just put that together to give you an idea of what that might be. Um, the investment side of it, by the way, and I, I know a lot of people used to like to talk about the investment side and they wish I would talk about individual stocks. And I feel bad for you um, because it's not a uh, not something that I can do much anymore. Um, and I will give you a... Uh, I'll start to pick that up again. It, it, here's the thing. There are 121 stocks that made the cut on Friday. And you have to go through that, that whole thing. Uh, by the way, the gap gapped up. <laughs> it was up to 30% on Friday. Now, that has come up several times. and I've owned the gap multiple times in my career. And uh, now I really wish I would have bought that the last time it came up on the scan. <laughs> <laughs> but I can show you, I talk about how you can set up your own scanning tools and um, put that together, and you know, I'll try to help you as much as I can. Anyway, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. My firm is Bullington Capital. You can find us at BullingtonCapital.com. Uh, I feel bad for all you people because my brain jumps in different directions, and you have to try to follow that. <laughs> But it's a little easier if you're calling, if you're talking about a specific situation, and uh, it's actually a lot easier. So if you have an, an issue that you're dealing with, uh, feel free to give me a call, 330-664-0700. And have a good week, everybody. Good luck. Good investing. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.